Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast, the podcast where we search far and wide for the spookiest track around. I'm Pete. <laughs> I'm Bob. I'm Bob. Uh, Pete, I am not feeling very spooky yet. Uh, no. No, it's it's like... Um, it's like early, mid-October now. Yeah, right? Like, so autumn is sinking in, but it's just, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's like those Christmases where it's like the it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yo, know, it's just not <laughs> like it's not full on autumn for me. I'm like still kind of like when I wear pants, it's hot, and I'm like, man, I should be wearing shorts. But like, uh, but yo, you know what? So this is a fun one. You know that whole like after Labor Day, you're not supposed to wear white thing. Yeah. One, I think that's really an odd rule. Uh, I don't even understand the origins of it. Yeah, I mean, it obviously comes from somewhere. I have no idea what the yeah yeah what yeah, the deal yeah. is. They didn't, they didn't consult uh, Pete and Bob, the world's leading experts on fashion and design. I actually um, feel like I've been wearing more white recently, which maybe hell yeah, like like why natural isn't, rebel? I don't know. Yeah, like why isn't September? <laughs> September should be white linen season. Like you just wear, you should treat it like you're on a Greek vacation all month. Yeah, man, linens like only. Egg, yeah, yo, yeah. You're <laughs> you're exiting summer. Uh-oh, whites are off limits. So so we're like we're going to like snow jackets and f- earth tones. What are we doing? Come on. <laughs> like like all right, we're exiting summer, but we're going to ease you into the autumnal pool with white linen season. I'm- everybody's everybody's like on a namaste like yoga retreat all the time i think everybody white linen in september people would be amped i'm here for it dude me too so uh the There's other thing i was there. gonna say was i think so one i propose white linen in september that's that there's something there two let's not ban white clothing <sighs> i think it might be no more shorts after labor day and I say this as as somebody who wears shorts, so we have to put caveats. Yeah, this means no shorts. Um, you can always wear shorts on your at at your home, always, always. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not for dinner party. Like, you, shouldn't wear shorts. You're a shorts like all year round guy, right? Well, as a kid, I was. Okay. Uh, when I moved to California, I gave up shorts for a while. Okay. You know, it just because you get into the warmth, and you know, so I was the only time I was wearing shorts is if I was like board shorts to the beach kind of thing for a few years there. Okay. Um, but no, you know, shorts it was a comfort over everything thing. Sure. But now that I've settled into like a dad lifestyle, there's definitely days where I've been shorts, but I've been jeansing a little heavier as we are, you know, well into the fall here. But man, it's, it's a chore. However. I feel like it's the right thing to do. <laughs> I'm with you. I only recently started wearing shorts even during the summer. Like I was only wearing, you know, pants for a long time. Just pants all the time, doesn't matter how hot it is unless I'm going to the beach. Yeah, I I think that's the I think that you have to basically like uh you have to like it is stunting is a habit. I'm going to make this reference twice in like uh, <laughs> a couple of recording sessions here. Um, you just got to wear pants. Once you wear pants for a while, wearing pants isn't the problem, you know? 
But I will say this. If you keep shorts in rotation, everything's just a little like you're, you're, you've got like a 15 degree temperature drop south of the border. You know True. what I mean? True. Like equatorially speaking, you're more comfortable. But that's because I'm in the interim. I'm in this, this shorts, pants, back and forth. If you just go all in on pants, your body adjusts. So uh, apparently, apparently your hair does the same thing if you stop washing it. Yeah, you know, I've been told that. Um, I don't know if I believe it fully. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. And I've noticed that, you know, my, my body starts regulating its its uh its greases a little bit with the hair, but you know, eh, you know. I don't know. How often do you shampoo your hair? I went a year without washing my hair once. It actually it's true. Yeah? Yeah, it's true. Your 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 hair just kind of adjusts and it gets less greasy. It's amazing. So yeah, I mean that's but, that's but, just what but, it is. but that transition period is like a month and nobody wants to talk to you at that point. So I don't <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily recommend it. Yeah, you're not wrong. There is that transition point where you do have a very greasy head. Yeah, greasy and head. That's the hard part, man. Gross. That's the hard part. Yuck. All right. All right. Uh Pete, in search of tracks. We're what looking are, for tracks. What are we where are we looking today? We're looking, um, Danzig is our, our shining light, and we're looking at his first album as Samhain mm. called Initium. Damn. And uh, why did we choose this one, Bob? Um, well, it's October. That's why, right? It seems appropriate. Um, did they wear know, shorts? I think I don't think Danzig lets anyone photograph him in shorts, even when he's at a pool. Like, yeah, true. Like he might wear je- black jeans to the pool. Um, he had no shorts at all. So uh, the other members of Sam Hain, certainly not while they were on Danzig's clock, were they allowed to wear shorts? <laughs> um, but I want to ask you a question: What does the word initium mean? I don't know. Uh, it sounds like initiate, so I'd imagine it's like starting something. Yes, it's a beginning, a start. Um, uh, comes from the Latin inio, go in or make a start, and eum, uh, the former from in or into plus eo, which is go. So initium, uh, wow. going in, an entrance, a beginning, a start. Uh, it's not really a real, really real word. I think. Um, <laughs> um, so it's a it's a funny. It's like a. It's a Danzigism. It's a Danzigism. It's like a antiqu- and it's an antiquity, if you will. Um, so uh, funny word, Pete. Why else did we pick it other than it is uh, you know October's very own? Yeah, I mean it's it's very appropriate to the season, and I think. We've referenced Sam Hain in previous episodes. We covered the Misfits Walk Among Us at one point, um, originally as it came from New Jersey podcast. Mm-hmm. And then you can check out the revamped episode on Hell yeah. In Search of Tracks. But Love um, that revamp. it, uh, I think they're one of those bands that, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but for both of us, it's like we've always wanted to like more than we maybe do. Um, and it just felt like a, an appropriate opportunity for a revisit. And 
when I was thinking through which one to do, it was, do we do this? Do we do November Coming Fire? Unholy Passion. Unholy Passion is kind of an EP, so yep. we don't really do EPs typically. Nope. So not often. It was between those two, and I, you know, we discussed it, and it was like, why not just start at the beginning? So uh, we decided on Initium, and here we, we are. Initium, the Initium. Yeah, I, uh, I think you know, you nailed it, <clears throat> Pete. We we chose. We had the conversation. Do we do another Misfits record? Do we do? Do we just go all in and do Danzig? Um, but land on Samhain because it really it floats in the ether of stuff we like, but weren't. Uh, I'll speak for myself. It's just something that I liked but never loved and never like. I never gave it the deep dive headphones. I'm listening to this multiple times. Let me peel this apart and like. Uh, give a little into yeah. it, and um, and I did this time, and uh, I, I know you did as well. What are your first thoughts, big thoughts on Samhain Initium before we get into the the meat of it? So my big thoughts are, it's not it's not as different from the Misfits as I thought it was as a kid. Yep. When I heard it, when I was much younger. Yeah, <laughs> I was I didn't dislike it because it sounds really similar to the Misfits in a lot of ways, yep. um, but it just didn't grab me in the in the same way that the Misfits did. It, it felt it felt very much, I guess, like dissociated from punk. Strangely, like it, it, it felt more. I, like I felt like I was getting into different genres with Samhain that I wasn't necessarily all that interested in as a kid, I guess. Sure. Whereas now I listen to it and I'm like, Oh, this is just like obviously where the misfits went. They could have gone one of two ways. And this is one of the ways that they could have gone. Um, I think the other way is like a more kind of faster, thrashier thing. Yo, <clears throat> I'm going to throw out a third, but we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still honestly not to give away the farm, but it, it, it didn't grab me still. I like okay. it. I don't okay. love okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. There are tracks here and there, but it's, I don't know. We'll get there. What What about you? What'd you think? <sighs> okay. Big thoughts. The big, big sky ones. Um, when I agree with you, it's, it's both closer to the misfits than I remember. Uh, but also more bridging towards Danzig mm-hmm. than I gave it credit for. Uh, it was, it had some of the spooky elements that I remembered, but not not as overt and not as pushed as. Uh, as I thought on this record, and I was like, you know what, I'm I'm a bit more familiar with Unholy Passion and blah blah blah. But all that said, what I really came to was the music on this, and um, it, it's almost like got its got a dual identity. When they are grooving, when they are in the rhythm, there's really good energy mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't expect. But then there's other tracks <clears throat> where there's sort of a stiffness to yeah. the songs, right? 
And this was the first time listening where I was able to put my finger on what always kind of never sat right with me. And and let me also be clear, it's inconsistent. It's not every track. There's some tracks where I feel like it's like, okay, like uh, they Danzig allowed them to untuck their shirts while playing this song. <laughs> um, but there's others where I'm like, oh, uh, uh, no bad posture while we're recording. But, but Glenn, like nobody, no bad posture, you know, that's, <laughs> so it, it, there's sort of this funny rigidity and I'll, I'll kind of point it out as we go on with the track by track um, that takes me out. And sure. I think it hurts some of these songs. And when they pull away from that and loosen up a bit is where I think it gets fun and there's a little bit of playfulness. Um, and it's funny because I wouldn't give those attributes to like the Danzig records. Uh, I, I don't think those are, there's a, there's a professionalism to those records for sure. And certainly like a competency and like, whoa, these are good for sure. But they're not so stiff. Um, and there's a little bit of stiffness here. So that was, that was kind of interesting. Um, and there's just kind of hints at things. They steer away from certain elements of what becomes part of the Danzig sound. There's almost no like odd Sabbathy bluesiness mm-hmm. on this record at all. Uh, almost like zero. But that's a pretty big element of those first few Danzig records. You yeah, know what I mean? No, that's definitely not here. Yeah. And it's just not here. So for some people who are not interested in that, you might be able to vibe on this a little more i was also you know what i was pretty into the efficiency of this record not a long record no i think sam hayne were good at having efficient tight records yeah so so yo uh shout out to sam hayne i mean i have a couple questions for you you want me to pitch them out there yeah pitch them out do you like sam hayne more or less after this listen Uh, more, I think. Okay. Because Close I didn't, on. I didn't like love them before. And I think I appreciate it a little bit more now. Yeah. I, I, I think I would almost echo, but I'll say I didn't, you know, in the rated overrated underrated, I didn't rate them. I just didn't think of them. I didn't really consider them. Yeah, exactly. And if I'm being honest, I kind of wrote them off as like, oh yeah, it's that kind of like little goofball project between Misfits and Danzig. And you know what? I've had a lot of Samhain fans in my life <laughs> enough that I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> mea culpa to all of them. Um, I just, I mean, maybe it was, maybe it's my kind of recollection of things. I don't know. I just remember, you know, when we were kids, the Misfits CD box set came out, the ones that's like, it's shaped yep. like a coffin. Yep. And everyone was so psyched on it and everyone bought it because those CDs, a lot of them were out of print. And I think it was the first time Static Age was like available. Um, it was, it was kind of a big deal at the time and it was kind of immediately followed up by the Samhain box set. And I remember so many people kind of in our world were talking about it and excited about it. And I was like, who's Samhain? And they were like, it's Danzig's band after the misfits. And I was like, Oh, cool. And then I remember being at someone's house that had it and I was listening to it and I was like, this isn't good. Really? It's fine. Right, like, it's like it's like uh, like what's the the way you could pitch this? Just, yeah, like derogatory. Like, you could say, 
oh, this is Misfits without the charm and Dancing without the chops. You <laughs> yeah, know? like, and the box set looks so cool. And there were like all these photos and like the cover art to all the records is fucking awesome. Like the whole package is there. But then you like put the CDs on and it was like, and I remember I, I had like a live DVD of Sam Hain that I found for like a few bucks. Sure. And I was psyched on it because I was like, oh, this is like, this is the gateway. Yeah, and, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna open my door for this. Yeah, and I'm like watching it, and I'm just kind of like, this is kind of boring. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, no. I think I like them more after this listen, honestly. Yeah, I, I will say, um, I'm trying to think. I felt this most. I did a few different versions of the listen. I had it playing while driving around. I had it playing while cooking some food. This one to me was a headphones listen. Mm-hmm. I, I I encourage that for people. It's not for every single song, but for a few of the songs, especially towards the back end of the record, it enabled me to connect with the songs on a much deeper level than I think I had on my prior listens. So um, I'm giving this the uh, woo, woo, put on the headphones because <laughs> you can get more with a little deeper listen. Um, final question. In 2022, the year of our Lord Glenn Danzig, <laughs> should people be putting this on in October? Is this a good one to throw on? There's a lot. There, there are many better options. Okay. You're not going to say no, but you're saying there's better options. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's an option. It's just I think there are better options. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Are you ready? Do you have anything else before we go track by track? No, I think we're good. Let's do it. Let's track by track let's this keep, bad Let's boy. keep it tight like a Samhain record. Ooh, I love that energy. All right. Uh, the opening track-ish initium is This is like super goofy. It's 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 really goofy. Tell us how I mean, you really feel. Wow. It's, it's it's just like it's uh I feel like it's the kind of thing maybe he wanted to do in the Misfits, and there were other voices in the room that were like, dude, nah, I don't know. It's it's I mean it's it's a cool opener. Like it it kind of feels it it kind of mirrors the the image on the cover of the album. Like it it has the same energy. Yeah. Um, where it's just like really overly dramatic, like we're evil and we're covered in blood kind of thing. And like Satan is speaking to us. It's, it's funny. I mean, it it like fits the vibe of the album, but it's, it's kind of goofy. And just the fact that the production on it is not great. Makes it, makes it, makes it feel extra goofy. You know what I mean? 
yeah it's fun I, I, though like i don't mind it it's, it just feels like it can't be like b movie well and that's how the initium sounds is it's my note was spooky soundtrack okay <laughs> it's uh it's one of those little on the little nose on the head uh, on the head of the nail right here right you, yeah. you nailed it right there huh yeah um that said i think as it moves into the song sam hayne um, the opening chords are reminiscent of Halloween, the the Misfits song, not not yep. the holiday. Um, and here's honestly opening track. It feels like everyone's standing up straight. Like this is it's a little tucked in, yeah, um, and stiff. So uh, it's interesting because it's sort of like, wait, is this a group of people who haven't played with each other before, really, or a lot at all? And it's like, why, well, yes, yes, it is weird. <laughs> yeah um so yeah. so you get that energy and yeah let's let's address the elephant in the room here really quick the cover of the sam Hain record is it good is it terrible is it insane is it awful like you, i mean you, i think I, th- I think it's both yes I mean, it's, all, it's, all, the, yeah, all those I mean, things i think that's right yeah i mean it's just like it's like it's like a trauma film right where it's just like it's like is toxic avenger the best movie ever made like i could make the <laughs> argument but it's like but it's clearly like terrible but There's it's also a, fantastic you know like i don't know it's it kind of lives in both worlds yeah so so uh you know you don't have to have a an eagle eye to spot the danzig skull at the top <laughs> which is cool you start to see i think that might be first appearance of yeah um, probably right uh the misfits never had a record this goofy looking <laughs> period full full stop yeah full stop and you go wait glenn are we really giving it to uh to to the other dudes, are, are you saying the other dudes are the reason these records were cool? And you're, you're <laughs> come on, man, what are we doing? Um, the skele- skeleton playing with the 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 aces on the back cover, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. But I mean, are, that harkens back to the Misfits. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. that's 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 why it's awesome, right? I mean, that's why the Unholy Passion <sighs> cover is awesome. Yeah, that feels like it could be a Misfits cover. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, um, this is not the strongest opener, but it does start us. Um, It does get into the record. You get a feel for it. Um, And I want to say, I think it was sort of important to to them. And this is this is kind of just when I listen to this and try to come up with logical reasons for the sound. This is what I hear. I hear an attempt to be a much more professional, tight, tuned-in band even than the Misfits were, even mm-hmm. though maybe they weren't that far off. Yeah, not that far off. So I think it's kind of like, no, no, we got to get this right. Everyone you know, kind of played in, in rhythm and, and it sounded pretty good. Was, was that tight? Yeah, we were tight. All right, good, good enough. Let's go. You know, right, like, right, okay, right. guys. <laughs> yeah, the um, mus- musicianship here is not. It's like it's night and day no. from like Danzig, for example, like you were oh, saying. Yeah. Um, but not night and day from the Misfits. <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, it's. I I agree with you. I mean, I think that this song is it's a strong opener. 
in a, in a, in a way vibe, like yeah. like it has a vibe it's it it does feel like heavier and more industrial than any misfit song ever did sure and i think that's like the stiffness that you're talking about yep but but the industrialness of it like yeah like you bring up a good point is that kind of them trying to be more like hey let's intentionally be rigid or is it like Hey, we're a real band. We're going to like, we're going to do this for real. So we have to like play, you know, this isn't like kids stuff anymore. Let's. Yes. And uh, so that, that's actually like a funny parsing of it. Um, and that's kind of the way I feel about it. I feel like it was like, no, no, we're, we're, we're like, this is a real band now. <laughs> right. And you know, okay. You know, like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Great job, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like the repetitive beat of this song, though. Like, I, I do think. Yeah. It, so it, there's, it, it, yes, you're like, introducing come, coming new at, elements. Yeah, like coming out of Earth AD, because I, I re-listened to Earth AD, and then I re-listened to um, Unholy Passion and November Coming Fire, because I like. Hell yeah! It, it you were really Octobering. It had, it had been a really long time, so I just I wanted to get kind of the full spectrum of the thing, um, and Earth AD, you know is very different from this. So I do, it, it feels like Danzig. It's, it's like a statement piece. It's him just being like, this is a different thing now, you know? Um, yeah. 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 And whether or not it was successful, I have mixed feelings, but like, but it certainly was different from what he had done immediately prior to this. Black dream next track. Uh, so this one to me feels more like a misfit song. Yeah. Um, than a lot of the tracks on this record, except for like the, the, the bell are... effects. <laughs> oh, um, so, so, yo, which are cool. F- I kind of like, like that them. energy. I, I, yo, the, uh, the bell effects on this record are at least two for two, unless I'm missing some, I, I'm all in on the bell effects. Yeah, they're great. Um, more energy for sure. There's a little bit of misfits in there. It's rocking, uh, the, I want it and I need it. Uh, good chorus. I really like the pacing. Yeah. Um, there's the fast picking that, kind of sells me on the song i wanted it's like like speed picking kind of stuff but it's not that speedy it's yeah, it's just yeah, kind of yeah. like it's like pretty fast um it's not quite haunting but definitely this charging weird energy that i think builds from that repetitive beat off the previous song uh in the running for best song on this record it's not the best but it's it's very good it's close. Yeah. I like the like pounding b- breakdown at the end. Yeah. It's just like, it feels like a misfit song with like more of a dark goth vibe than like a punk goth vibe. It's like yeah, rock here, goth. Here's but, the thing. I, but it's was, just, like, but it's also not as catchy or memorable as like most misfit song is the problem. That's, yes, that's true. I find this to be a pretty catchy song, but it isn't. Would it be the twentieth catchiest misfit song? Yeah, M- yeah, like it's in Maybe. that ballpark. In twenty to thirty, it's in that that range, you know. Yeah, but that's the um, problem. Yeah, that's the just... problem. <laughs> Sam Hain songs is in the top five or six. Um, the problem is with Sam Hain because we talked about like where where could they have gone post misfits? You know, they go faster. They go they go from you know they're doing the Wolf's Blood thing. You know, they're yeah. doing Earth AD. They're going fast thrash metal you know um they go this way they're like kind of odd (sighs) proto-industrial but not industrial more rock it eventually leads into to danzig 
I I throw out a third rail, which is the thing that, if I'm being honest, would have made the most sense. Except there's a little problem. Pete, one could say about uh, about Mr. Danzig. You know what you could say about him? What's that? He came from New Jersey. <laughs> That's a fact. Why wasn't Sam Hain and then perhaps Danzig? Why wasn't Samhain just Bauhaus or some mix of the damned and post punk? Yeah, I don't know. That's because a good he's question. got you want to know why? Why? It came from New Jersey. <laughs> Danzig's machismo from Lodi, New Jersey. He couldn't unclasp his thumb from his center fingers long enough <laughs> to go fully goth punk. Um I love it. That's my uh, theory. I'm standing on it, but <laughs> strong I, uh, theory. It was strong theory, right? Like I, they touch it. Uh, they touch it at a couple points on here, and it's like wow. But yo, I mean, that's what set Samhain apart, and what set Danzig's solo career—not solo, but Danzig the band—apart because, like, yo, Danzig's got some pretty ripping riffs and kind of like bulky chunky music that really stands apart but on an energy level there's a lot of parallels between this and some of the dark wave kind of gothy-ish stuff of the time and then to come you know um and it's you know in in the punk and hardcore world there's a lot of talk of where the first wave hardcore bands went you know the guys from Minor Threat, most, you know, they go on, they do some Revolution stuff, Revolution Summer stuff. They do the, you know, Brian Baker does Dag Nasty. Uh, eventually, Ian's doing Fugazi. Mm-hmm. They get approach guys, you know, John Brandon goes on to Laughing Hyenas and Easy Action. Okay, you know. Um, there's there's all these, like, different paths where the Necros end up, where, where all the Boston bands go with big guitar rock, you know. Yep. Nobody talks about the Misfits and how where Samhain goes and Danzig in that con- conversation because the Misfits were so left of center in first wave of, of you know American hardcore. It's really interesting, and it is a different path than I think would have been easy. So, and and here we are sitting, and I'm saying this about Brian Baker, I'm saying this about Ian Mackay, and this is um, remind me the fellow's name who plays guitar. And minor threat and played Lyle Preslar plays on oh, this yeah. record. So yep. um kind of an interesting X Minor Threat <laughs> tie-in on this. So for sure. Next track. All murder, all guts, all fun. I just quote you yeah this please. is almost a misfit song <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this is like this uh, i don't like this song 
because it reminds me of Brain Eaters on Log Among Us. It's Yo, like my, it's like my pull, least favorite version of. Oh, let's pull Brain Eaters and replace it with this. I would like that record more. <laughs> yeah, Whoa, I mean, okay. sure. Um, it's a fun stomper. It's got this like weird, infectious, and triumphant chorus that just is is kind of offset by the lyrical content being all murder, all guts, all fun. Yeah, like like this could be like played at an army navy football game if it wasn't for the lyrical content like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Yeah. it's it's very there but it's quick it keeps it moving yeah um, i mean it's it's unoffensive just because it's so short i wrote it's like a c plus misfit song like is this this is probably the last gasp of danzig kind of doing this sort of song because oh, yeah. he cer- he certainly never did this in Danzig, Danzig. the band and no. there's nothing like this on any of the other Sam Hain records. No, I think this is the last gasp. I yeah. think this is his, his kind of farewell to this stuff because he sort of takes a different direction. I actually like, Hmm, man, did you just reframe the song in a way that makes me go like, this is the swan song of, of, teenage danzig yeah i mean this is so obviously like a misfits holdover from three years ago like like 1981 right and it's it's not that out of their catalog it's it's right there but um a fun track it's not one that i would pull out by itself but yeah it's uh it's it's fine i like it more than brain eaters way better than brain eaters all right next one what's the next track macabre there we go. You, you didn't do the macabre that I was hoping for. No, I can't do it. Um, but I mean, <laughs> You're too well-traveled to do that. Um, I'm so well-traveled. Uh, it's a weird um, mid-tempo plod. Um, I actually noted that the Danzig vocals here are really great. Um, I like when he gets screamier over shouty. Um, yeah. And especially on this song, this, musically, it's kind of cacophonous. There's a lot going on and it's kind of like back and forth. But his vocals give it a nice texture. Um, and the bells provide a lot. Um, yeah. And, and and this song, like I was saying about the efficiency, it's almost over before it starts. I love it. I, I think it's a quick one. And I'm like, this counts. This this helps this record. I'm like, 100%. we're just moving through. We're at track four. Yeah, no, they're in and out on these tracks, which I, I like, and it kind of works for the the vibe here. Th- this one was interesting for me just because this, in my memory, this is what Sam Hain sounded like. Right. It's like, it's weird vocal effects. It's like kind yes. of chaotic and messy sounding. Um, that being said, like I wrote, <laughs> this is actually what I wrote. I said the music is, the music of the song itself is kind of hokey and throwaway. <laughs> it's 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 really just all about the vibe, the bells, the lyrics, and the effects. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Like, I don't mind it, but it's because I like all the elements. But like, there's no real song here. It's just not that good. So this in my is opinion. like, um, oh, okay. This is like this experience when you uh, have you ever had this? This is a weird phenomenon, um, and I hope it never happens to you if it hasn't. <laughs> Order mozzarella sticks at a diner or your favorite eatery they come out they look great yeah maybe they got like like the chef got fancy like did a little sprinkle of parmesan cheese on top maybe there's some like <laughs> you know whatever oregano um, i think i know where you're going the marinara looks awesome like everything's great so 
you, you grab that first stick. You're like, oh, all right. And you dip it in the marinara, take a bite. No cheese. There's no cheese yeah. inside. Yep. Everything else was good. You liked that bite. Nothing there. Had, yeah. You just had, it, there was a mozzarella stick sans mozz. Yeah. That's what macabre is. And I, I, I agree. It's got all the dr- trimming, but none of the substance. Yeah. There's no mozz, dude. No, no mozz. <laughs> look, look, let's get Mama dancing on the line. She's got a lot of answer for here. Um, all right. Uh, he who could not be named. That's like the biggest, the, the most. We, that's like the, the most offensive thing we could say to Danzig about showing it, up one of his songs. Door. Jeez, it, you know, this song has no mots, dude. No mots. Ah, <laughs> uh, he who cannot be named. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know the woes are good on this. Um, good. I think solid song. Um, there's there's some tempo changes on here that I appreciate, particularly given kind of the the rigidity of the rest of the record, like you were saying. And some rigidity um, in song, in my opinion. Um, there's a part on this, the main beat, because you're right, there are some tempo changes, which I don't mind, but there's like bap, 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 and it's <laughs> on rhythm, and the guitar is hitting at the same time, and I'm like, guys, Jesus, like this, like were they all staring at a metronome? Like what is going on? Yeah. Um, I don't dislike the song at all. It's just... It was just okay. The woes are good. I kind of like the concept, but this is yeah, just, it might end up on the trimming room floor if I was cutting this record down. Sure. Horror Next biz. Song. Horror biz. Wait, this sounds weirdly like a Misfits song called Horror Business. Oh, wait, this is just an inferior version of that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Some of the little metal guitar stuff is just fine. The drums it's a tucked are, in version. Yeah. Yes. Yo. <laughs> I use that language literally uh, describing some stuff on here. I think the <laughs> drums are a disservice to the song, despite likely being more competent than the original. Sure. Um, this is the version of horror business where it's like uh, sort of like the song went to the gym for three months. <laughs> like working out a little bit and was f- feeling itself and started coming around trying to flex. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, Oh, check me out. I've been in the gym for like three months and people are like, okay, like, cool. Like, yeah, you're, you're yep. It looks like you, you dropped a, a, a waistband there. All right. Cool. <laughs> like you're not, you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger yet. Like, like you, you just, just tone it down. A little yeah. Bit. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, uh, totally fine. Um, listen to the original version a little better energy 
I co-sign that entirely. The only thing I'll add is um, there's like a melodic guitar riff that they add at the end. It's kind of low in the mix. Okay. But it's kind of cool. And it just added like a different flavor from the okay. original. I, I mean, that so, I so, so that adds into the headphones because we're about to get to the songs. I'm like, yo, this is good. You might hear me talking about this record and think I don't like it. I really do like this record a good amount. Um, and it's for reasons like that. This, these little things that are in there. Yeah. Um, the shift. Um, so this feels like a total change of pace in the album to me. Um, yep. It's just like, it's a total downshift. There's like this pounding beat, but it's not a sing along. It, it certainly doesn't feel like a misfit song. Um, but that being said to me, it kind of feels unfinished. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do much for me because it feels kind of like a demo song. Like it just doesn't feel done. Um, what did you think? What's your take? Um, I love how the song starts. It's kind of got this twisting feeling to it. I think it gives Danzig something to do vocally that's kind of on its own island in his discography up to this point. Huh. Like, I don't think he had done anything vocally that kind of hits these notes, which might be playing into what you were saying. Like, it almost feels unfinished. It's definitely something different. Um, we might have finally hit on full-on eerie on this yeah. song, on the shift, which is good. Um, much like you said on Horror Biz, I found this hidden melody play kind of between the guitar buzz and the vocal track that makes this my favorite song on the record. I wow. really like it. I think this is a great song. I think it's great. Um, and you're right. It is really kind of weird and odd, but uh, I guess give me the cookie dough on this one. All right. Next track, The Howl. The Howl. I like the drum roll beats on this one. Yep. Um, that's another Sam Hainism that I remember from being a kid. Just Agree. how, like, like, just the drum, how, how kind of drum driven it is. Um, but oh, like overall, again, I just kind of go back to it's, it's a fine song. It's pretty good, but it just kind of meanders and nothing about it bowls me over. It's, okay. it's fine. I think it's very solid. Um, I co-sign your comments about the drums and the drums place on this record. I think for the most part, I think they're strong and interesting, even though at spots, they feel rigid when he loosens up. It is a compliment to the record. Um, what I, I think is interesting, and this is a credit to, to Mr. Glenn, um, his bands have always done this, this good job playing with vocal sparseness. Mm -hmm. So that isn't to say there aren't plenty of vocals on this and, and most of his other records, but it's almost more interesting when there, where there aren't vocals. Yeah. Because it kind of helps the build on the song. It kind of adds that momentum when they do kick in. Mm -hmm. So, so I really liked that element. Um, otherwise this is solid in the way that it's a song that I kept, felt like kept building up, like, like it was moving downhill. Um, so at no point did it lose me. It never totally delivered, but I still enjoyed it. Cool. And the last track. Archangel.
go first on this one. Killer track. Feels like a totally different aim. There's almost a pop sensibility to the vocal cadence in both the verse and chorus. It's weird and dark. And this was the one, man. This is the song. Um, like, it made me go, man, This is a, there's a reason that Danzig appeals to people. There's a reason the Misfits resonate. There's a reason that there's people who are obsessed with Samhain. Yeah. It's cool and weird and odd, and it's certainly not something for everyone. And this song made me think of Bauhaus and then other goth post-punk stuff, not in sound, but in energy. Like if you put this on a mixtape with uh, Bella Lugosi is dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could hear that. I could hear that. And it's sort of like, oh, this is for like the weird kid. Um, I really like the song. And the story behind it is kind of interesting. Apparently, this was written originally um in like 81 as a weird misfit song that I believe the dude from the damned was going to sing on, but it just never came together. Interesting. So that's why on early versions of this record of, of Initium, it's actually not on the record. Um, okay. But then later they chose to, to put it on. So how did you feel about this song? I think it's just fine, Bob. I don't feel as strongly about it <laughs> as you. Okay, that's cool. T- t- to me, it feels again like the production on this song is feels particularly weird. I mean, I th- yeah. So, so, yeah, so here, I liked it. So here's another thing too. This is not on Spotify. Um, no. So no. I don't. I don't. I don't know how you were listening to it to this, but there YouTube. were ver- there were ver- well there were versions on YouTube that I found that Archangel was not included. So I guess that's the original yep. track list. Um, I have a demo or a, sorry, not demo, a, a, a bootleg LP of this and Archangel is included on it. So that's what I ended up listening to. Um, and with bootlegs, you never know if it's just like a quality issue, but I found different versions of this song. And I, I think the production was pretty consistent throughout, which is just like weird. Like they went for like a weird, weird production on this song. And I have to think that was intentional. Um, this record feels a little bit not slapped together, like in, in the worst way, but just like, it, it feels like there were numerous different sessions that were included on this yeah, record. I mean, so, which is a lot of misfits records too. Right. So like, it's right, kind of, it, it really took Danzig a minute to put together. And, and I, I keep saying it like, like Glenn's our, our uncle, but yeah. uh, in some ways he is, in some ways he is, you know, he's yeah. everybody's uncle here in New Jersey. Um, it took him a while to figure out, Hey, maybe I should just go to that good studio. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Do this all at once. Just have one band playing in one place recording tracks. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, the production's weird on this. It again, like compared to other tracks on this record, it feels particularly like demo to me. Um, and it doesn't feel fully fleshed out. So I, I, I don't mind it. I like I this is one that I actually feel like could be a great song. Uh-huh. But just given all of the weird elements here, it I'm not sold on it. Um there are parts of it I really like and again, like I think there's a great song buried in here, but yeah, I I wasn't as hit by it as you all were. Right. Hey, well I I think you just need I mean, I get I mean 
I think you're still in your your white phase. You need to get that black T-shirt on and, and rock with me in the in the basement. We can you can start to feel the archangel energy. Yeah, a little, a little, more. A little fake blood. I might get there. <laughs> um, yo, overall, I, I enjoyed this record, and and if asked, I would say this is a cool October listen. So uh, everybody, check that. Pete, are you ready to give this some some rankings? Arbitrarily Let's- put numbers to art. Let's go. Holistic quality out of twenty. Is this good? It's 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 fine. I gave it an eleven. I give it a fifteen. Okay. I am in a better spot. Highs out of ten. The best of the best. How how high were the highs on Samhain Initium? Bob, this doesn't get that high for me. Damn. I give it a five. Damn. Yeah. See, this yeah. we're gonna have a very different score. It makes me happy. Yeah, uh, me the too. highs were high on here. I, I gave it a nine. Okay. Wow. That's very high. Uh, you know, I think the shift. I think that Black Dream, and then even you know, like, look. I think Harbiz, that's my favorite song on the record. What uh, the Black Dream? Black Dream. It's yeah. a really good song. It's memorable. You know, um, and I think I like the last three songs on this a lot more than you do. Yeah. Definitely. So. All right. Um, lows. How low were the lows, Pete? So, I mean, the familiar, familiarity is there for me with Danzig, the Misfits, the whole thing. Yep. Um, and I'm a big fan of Danzig. I'm a big fan of the Misfits. I guess I'm just kind of like a middle of the road fan of Sam Hain. So it, it, it doesn't get super low, but it's low enough for me to give it a three. Wow. I gave it a five. Okay. Um, I. I think part of it was that I was never offended by any of these songs. I really didn't. Um, even when I said Harb is an inferior version. Yo, I like the flow of it on this record. I like where it falls. Macabre, I like how it feels. He Who Cannot Be Named is a cool song. It's like if I'm asking my least favorite song on here, it's either Sam Hain or He Who Cannot Be Named. And yeah. neither of those songs really bothers me. So it's a five. Cool. This is an interesting one. Competency and peer review. For this, I kept in mind Misfits and I kept in mind Danzig. I don't think there's a whole lot else to compare this to. I thought about punk music of the time. It's 1984. That's weird. They're in this weird place. I ended up with a seven because I think there's some interesting stuff. They're doing their own thing. And it's certainly competent. Yeah, I mean, the thing about anything that Danzig is involved with is that he has a vision. Um, are you there? I am. I am. Okay. Sorry. But the problem is it, it was so extra quiet. I'll cut this. Um, <laughs> the, I'm just going to restart. Sorry. Um, three, two, one. So I could only compare it to, like you said, the Misfits and Danzig. Right. And, well, let's, let's walk through that for a sec. Yeah. Because we're talking competency and peer review. Is this as well played and competent? Like, objectively, musically, they can play their songs. Is this as competent as the Misfits? I say yes. I think yes. Yeah. Is it's it, just, is it, it doesn't, as it well played it does, as Danzig? No. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, <laughs> probably not, but, but it just doesn't feel as... There's something about the Misfits that this feels like they're trying to do a thing that they're not ready to do. 
whereas the misfits felt totally in the pocket the in the pocket of what they wanted to be doing i can't argue with that i i agree um so, and this so, feels, so it just, yeah, you know it just what, feels, feels it just feels you're right you're, it feels yeah, transitory and yeah. i think that i think danzig would talk, would cop to that 100 percent. i think he'd say yeah sam Hain was my in-between you know right right um yeah so so no i, I think that's solid logic where did you land i landed on a five i think that's fair that's fair yeah. um drag factor out of 10 uh, gave it a seven. Strength is the quickness of the record. It moves by really, really fast. Yeah, I gave it a six for the same reason, basically. Flow out of ten. Um, as much as I like the record, uh, as you can see, I, I thought the flow was fine. It yeah, was nothing special. Gave it five out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a six. I gave. I mm, went higher nice. than you on this Hell one. Yeah. I mean, it, it just. Yeah, I mean, it feels. I don't know how much thought went into the flow, other than like the intro track. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like a little over a 20-minute record. Maybe it's like 25 minutes, something like that. 29 minutes, but it feels even faster than that, actually. Yeah. Um, aesthetic, out of 10. So, Pete, we, we kind of talked about the bad. The good, Sam Hain logo is cool. Danzig Skull is cool. Um, feels reminiscent of the Misfits. They're trying very hard to let you know this is Misfits, but it's not the Misfits. Um, Pete put me on the cross, but I'm giving it a seven out of 10, despite the weird hokey cover. <laughs> I gave it the same because I, I kind of, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like we, it we and like I dislike it. it equally. So yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, impact and influence out of 10 hard placement on this one. Uh, I gave it a six cause it's, it is part of the dancing catalog. Probably more people know what this is than, your average 1984 punk record. Um, but I can't say it's more influential than Danzig or the Misfits or even close. Yeah, I gave it a seven for basically the same reason too. All right, now here's the interesting one. The Intangible, etc. out of 10. <sighs> Pete, it's October. I enjoyed this listen. As we discussed, I have not written this off in the past, but I've kind of casually let it sit and uh, end up being piled up under other books and records and music and clothing and never given it its time. I'm giving it an eight. Wow. I, I really enjoyed this. Listen, I am going to try to make it an effort to get, to give this more uh, rotation. It's not going to get there. But <laughs> prior to this, listen, the shift, the howl and archangel weren't tracks that I would go to. And now those are songs that'll make some mixes for me, for sure, for sure. So I mean, at the and very Black least, Dream too. Black Dream's awesome. Yeah, at the very least, maybe it makes your Halloween rotation for the next couple of years. Halloween. What about how good the weirdo version of Halloween is? Oh, is it's it, great. Man, I love it. Halloween. It's two. so good. I want a Halloween three that's just weird noise and it's triple long. So, um, yeah, Halloween three is when I just remix it and have it like fade out like the tape is burning um, and then come back in and restart on a loop for 24 hours on, Dude, on Halloween. Yeah, make a 24-hour Halloween YouTube mix. That'd <laughs> yes. be awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, you just, uh, that's the first video on the uh, In Search of Tracks YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, would you give it on your intangibles? Five for me. That sounds I just about had right. to go middle of the road. Sounds about right. Pete, 
where did you end up after all of this thought and listening? I'm at a 55, which feels, it feels right. Feels, feels right. I, it's, it's even, I, it could have been even a little lower if I'm being honest and I wouldn't have flinched, but I'm okay with it. Mine's at 69 and that feels right. Nice. Okay. Nice. Are you adding this to your collection, Bob? You know, if I could get a good copy of this for, you know, reasonable, yeah, I would. I like this record. I don't own a copy on vinyl. Nice. Don't think I've ever owned a, a Sam Hain record on vinyl. Have you? I got I got bootlegs. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I did have a I did have a bootleg of Unholy Passion at some point. So yeah, <sighs> um, they're around. They're around, Pete. Importantly, where can you follow us on social media? Whoa. You can follow us Hello. on Instagram. Yeah, you there? Wow, you dropped right there. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I heard. Okay, I, yo, you we're going to do it like up. this. You can follow okay. us on social media, at TraxPod on Instagram and Twitter. Check that out. And you can send us wonderful, excellent emails to TraxPod at gmail.com. Pete has been spirited away by the ghosts of Glenn Danzig. Then you're left with me. Bye-bye.